Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. We are recording on a Thursday. This is Keith with uh, the pod once known as England is Burning. Uh, this is your Arsenal Women uh, Weekly Review uh, for this week uh, and so forth. So, But we are the pod or video channel once known as England is Burning because we're going to change our name soon. We have back with us uh, Josh with the Islington Gazette to talk about Arsenal Women and to go through uh, the last week in review to look primarily also primarily at at the game this past weekend between Arsenal and Birmingham. Josh, welcome back to the show. You're you're fully clean shaven, yeah. uh, you know, um, and so forth. You, you got you got a collar on, with a yeah. shirt with a collar on, just like you know, uh, and so forth. So uh, you you looking looking legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. How you doing, um, Josh? You doing all right, man? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm doing well. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to obviously the show and. I'm looking right. forward to the weekend football, as always. As always. All right. Let's, let's, let's just hop right to it. Let's hop right to it. So, um, so Arsenal women played against Birmingham City uh, this past weekend. And, um, you know, and Birmingham City was a, the, the club that, that infamously had beaten Arsenal, uh, you know, earlier. I think that might actually be their only win of the season for Birmingham yep. City earlier. Um, you know, and it was, uh, I think it was 2-0, I believe it won, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so forth. So that was a, that was kind of a weird experience uh, there. It was totally unexpected because, you know, Birmingham, uh, you know, for those of you who do not know, or you know, were are and still are at the bottom of the of the table in the WSL, and and um, you know, and, and they've had a really hard time. And there's one of the teams I, I really uh, I feel have felt pretty bad for mainly because uh, you know just the administration of the the club and how the how the women's side has been treated and and, and has been run and so forth has been really poor um, and so forth. And so a lot of the the situation that Birmingham City their women's team is in is is not fall to the players at all more part of how just how the how the club's being run these days and i really dislike clubs that are poorly run yeah really dislike it um and so forth it's really poor for the players really poor for the fans that really are, are pouring, pouring everything into the in the club so uh so forth so but birmingham had that shock win earlier in the season against arsenal two now two nil so but this time it was different but it's different in a way that i don't think we were really expecting <laughs> how this was going to go out but but the score and the scoreline ended up being at the end of the day four to two, um, you know, going forward, and, um, and and I see kind of look on your face as I said the game didn't turn out maybe the way we thought. So we kind of had a look like, so what did you think about how this game turned out? I think you know the first half turned out mm -hmm. the way that we thought that it would turn out. You know, mm -hmm. Arsenal were comfortable; they were cruising uh, two 0 up. And then obviously they went three nil up, mm -hmm. and then obviously you know I think at three nil Arsenal thought okay this game is won and to be fair it probably was won at three nil um, and then Birmingham scored a really really sloppy goal and then Birmingham scored again to make it three two and you thought Arsenal have just lost all concentration and focus of the game mm -hmm. um, in that moment uh, I thought Arsenal were really were really comfortable for you know 70, 70 odd minutes of the game um, and then obviously once Birmingham scored they got a little bit of confidence and Arsenal got sloppy um, mm -hmm. and I think you know the second goal completely rocked Arsenal they were like okay we need to switch it back on 
it it definitely wasn't the game that we were what we were expecting because you know I think the like I think for the first seventy minutes it was because Arsenal were so comfortable and they were in control, but I don't think anybody could have envisaged if they watched that game on Sunday that Birmingham City were going to come into the game, and I think it shows that Arsenal you know they have a lot of talented players and we know that, but I think it shows you in football that you just need to stay on for the full ninety minutes. Uh, you need to stay focused and. And Arsenal didn't. Um, and it wasn't even that Arsenal made, you know, substitutions like left, right and centre, bringing on younger players. Um, mm-hmm. It was the senior players who, you know, they, they switched off and they made big mistakes. I mean, I thought Laura um, Wienrother was, was good on Sunday, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But when you look at, you know, the second goal from Birmingham, mm-hmm. that throw-in should never go back to Raphael. Right. Uh, and Raphael, should clear it anyway you know it shouldn't have an option of deflecting off the Birmingham attacker so there were two really poor goals to give away but at the end of the day Arsenal responded well uh, the fourth goal Leo Valdi with a great ball over the top for Caitlin Ford uh, to seal the game and make it 4-2 but overall it was a professional performance I could say from Arsenal mm-hmm. it, it certainly isn't a game that you're going to look back at the end of the season and say Arsenal were brilliant this day because I don't think they were brilliant um, but they were good enough to, as they should be with the quality of player um, to get the job done and that's exactly what they what they, what they got what, what they got from the game they got the three points mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you know a lot of times in football you you just you just be satisfied with getting the three points um, and we're going to get to that point in a minute but go- looking at the way the table and the board looked before coming into this game you know Arsenal was at, was before this game started they were five points up on Chelsea um, and Chelsea over the weekend they were playing in the Conti Cup final against Manchester City so they were not going to be playing a league game that that, that last weekend so Arsenal came into this match having the opportunity to go eight points up on the board uh, yes. with a win with Birmingham and, and we had talked last week and we basically expected yeah I mean they're going to go ahead and pick up the three points um, you know um, they're, they're, there's a message to be sent here you know they're not hopefully not make the same mistakes they made the first game they'll go ahead and, and play this game out they'll win and get eight points up um, and so forth going in the match and so that's probably what most of y'all probably felt was going to happen and at the end of the day as we just mentioned it did happen that way but the, there was like um you know and we'll get d- deeper into this but um you know they there was uh, there was a kind of a, a lesson being learned here, as you just mentioned, about seeing the game out for 90 yeah. minutes and putting 90 minutes together and how any team in this league now can give you a problem if you don't have the foot on the pedal, you know, for sometimes the full 90 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, Arsenal, they just... Um... Yeah, it was just really, really sloppy um, from Arsenal in, in those moments. Um, like they, uh, you know, like I say, there were two really, really sloppy goals to to give away. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, you know, fair play to Birmingham because they didn't let their heads drop when it went to 3-0. Mm-hmm. They, they kept going. And, you know, when the chances came around, okay. Um, they were assisted by by Arsenal, but when their chances came around, that they uh, that they took the, they took the chances. So I just thought Arsenal got a warning sign from that game as well. That you know 
they can't afford to switch off in any game, no matter the opponent, whether it be Wolfsburg in the Champions League or bottom of the table in the WSL in Birmingham City. Um, you can get punished if you, if you do switch off, and that's exactly what Birmingham did um, on, on Sunday. But, you know, overall, I thought Arsenal were quite comfortable and in command of the game. But I just think there's those moments, you know, obviously with the two goals, um, that Arsenal just need to sort of try to erase from their game. Because if mm-hmm. that happens in, against the Wolfsburg or that happens against the Chelsea, you know, Arsenal probably don't win the game because they make those mistakes. So there's a lot of a lot of thinking space there for Jonas, for Jonas um, and the squad. Um, but yeah, look, I thought overall, I thought Arsenal were good. I thought the first half, you know, I thought Raffaele was outstanding. I thought she was really, really good um, at the back. Um, and I thought Leo Volti was excellent as well, um, spraying the passes. I thought Volti, you know, Raffaele got man of the match, but, uh, or, well, player of the match. Um, but for me, it was Leo Volti. I thought Leo Volti was excellent, um, picking the ball in the middle and, and spraying passes. And I thought that role on Sunday Shooter much better than, you know, what it normally does. Yeah, um, absolutely. So the starting lineup Arsenal put out there, uh, we we lost Josh for a second there, but the starting lineup that Arsenal had um, going in uh, for this particular match, um, and this match was um, at at Bournemouth, um, home of Arsenal. Uh, the starting lineup was, you know, Zinsberger in goal, uh, Raffaele, um, you know, in the back, um, Williamson in the back, uh, Werwather uh, won the right, uh, the right uh, web uh, wing back uh, position, uh, and um, you know Steph Catley on the left wing back uh, position, and in the uh, the midfield, typical midfield. Uh, well, maybe not so typical midfield. Wati, uh, Kim Little, and Minima, and then the new kind of front three uh, being um, McCabe, um, Black Stannis, and uh, Beth Mead up front, and so forth. All right, let me let me bring Josh back. He finally popped back in. Hit the wrong button. Yeah, I, no, I I, I was trying, I accidentally flicked my phone screen and then yeah we 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 we, we went out. But anyway, we yeah, out. yeah, I just went over the lineup. Um, any yeah. surprises in the lineup? I mean, uh, Mina was kind of in the you know in the midfield, kind of floating. Uh, Black Stannis and. Uh, up front with uh you know with Kenny McCabe on the left and Beth Mead on the right um and then Wati and uh you mentioned is a woman of the match and Kim Little in the midfield uh the back line of Catley uh and Raffaele we talked about her um Leah Williamson um and uh Juan Rosser uh with uh Zinsberger in the at goalkeeping position so yeah Strong. I I, I, when I saw I this lineup before the game, it was. I thought it was a real strong lineup. I mean, it yeah, was so, really so, solid. I, I I was really happy when the, you know the team came out um, because I thought that the I thought the team was was really really good. Yeah. Um, especially that attack. You know, Stina Blackstenius, Viviana Miedema, uh Beth Mead, like all playing together. Um, I thought it was really really good. A really really strong, heavily attacking lineup, and I thought that you know. I looked at that and I said I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal came out and um, um, six by five or six goals, um, and that's again no disrespect to Birmingham, but I just didn't think that you know they they could handle that attack um, from Arsenal. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a, a really really good lineup, and I'm, I'm happy that Laura uh, Wine Rother started the game. Uh, I think you know Noel Moritz is an excellent player. 
But mm-hmm. you know, I think that she needs a rest as well. And you know, she she hardly had a rest this season because yeah. of you know that right back position was so um oh, what's the word um it was it was low on numbers anyway put yeah. it that way um so yeah she was the only right back until until January really I know you had Anna Patton but mm-hmm. for whatever reason Jonas didn't really play her that much so yeah Wayne Rother is, is I I thought she actually had a good game apart from you know there was the two goals you could sort of be picky and. and point her out of, out for them but you know it's her first f- month in the WSL she's going to learn she's only young herself um mm-hmm. but I actually thought she had a she had a positive impact in the game anyway um especially in supplying balls going forward mm-hmm. um but yeah look I don't think I think if you look at that lineup I don't really think you know there was any surprises I think it's sort of as you as, as you are and you know I think that's going to be the team that will probably depending on fitness obviously but um, I think that's going to be the team that will probably play the majority of the last few games of the season yeah that's that's yeah that was my impression as well I mean really my impression is that is that that's a team that's probably going to be the the primary 11 give or take one or two uh, yeah there but you know I think having... you know I think maybe Maritz maybe and that's and then the rest yeah. is sort of fits fills in fills in anyway yeah, and we talked about last week how the the, the role of of Minima being you know, kind of dropping back, um, you know, into a mid, sort of a midfield slot kind of role yeah. uh, behind Blackstone is you know really fitting for both. You know, Blackstone yeah. is being being more the natural striker. Minima liking being liking the ability to as part of her role you know, her primary role is to be, you know, kind of floating around, you know, and getting in between the lines and, you know, finding space, um, you know, to shoot from and so forth, which we did see in this match. We had that happen in this match for the second goal, but um, Raffaele gets her first goal. I think if I'm right in Arsenal uniform in the 14th minute, Arsenal comes out firing uh, just right off the block with this strong lineup. I don't think there's very few teams that can handle this lineup um, or yeah. match up to this lineup in the league. Um, and it really showed in the first, you know, really basically the entire first half. But talk about that Raffaele goal and that was assisted by Steph Catley. Yeah, I think Steph Catley's been outstanding in, in the last few weeks. Um, I think she's really made that left back spot her own. And, uh, you know, I like, I've, I've said it to you before, but I've liked Katie McCabe more attacking so I like mm-hmm. when she goes higher um, I think Catley you know Catley against um, the last the last game I thought Catley was before Birmingham I thought Catley was excellent as well um, against Reading I thought she was she was very very good um, on a Sunday I thought she was good again um, like you say Arsenal have you know they've worked on their set pieces this season uh, especially from corners to scoring quite a lot of goals from corners uh, whether it be Obviously, Raffaele, the latest one, um, to get her name on, on those charts. But Leah Williamson, she scored a few from corners. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have a lot of women, Moy, Jen, Jen Bailey. Like, they have big centre-backs that go, can go and attack a ball. Um, and Steph Catley's delivery is, is excellent. It's it's really, really well-weighted. Um, so, yeah, look, I think that, you know, Arsenal are are a real threat from, from those situations. Uh, it was a great ball by Catley and, and you know, Raffaele got on the end of it and, and, and obviously put the gunners ahead. Um, it was, it was a good goal. Um, yeah. a really, really good finish. Um, but I think that Catley is, is, is going to be crucial between now and the end of the season. And, you know, 
I'm sure she was obviously frustrated because injury problems really ham- hampered her first season in WSL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this season when she's played, yeah, she's really, really excelled under Jonas. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree. And and uh, you know, it was a really good goal. All, all three of these goals that Arsenal put on the yeah. board were real were really good goals. I mean, my fav my you know, I, I'm split on my favorite between, you know, the Beth Mead goal later in the game in the in the second half and the second half. I think yeah, I think but, I think I've played that, that, well. that was probably my favorite. But the thing that I would say that if I were a rival of Arsenal women you know, the Chelsea's and, and cities and United's and even Tottenham's of the world, I would be kind of scared of this, of the matchup of having Minima and Blackstanius combining yeah. for a goal. <laughs> That's the thing I was like, when I saw that combo, you know, yeah. you know, Minima getting that goal right where she wants to be from, you know, a, a Blackstanius, I was like, oh my gosh, those two had like an entire season together. Yeah. They might destroy the league in the process because that's just so, I mean, that's, I mean, for lack of a better term, that's a lethal combination. Oh, no, it is. And, you know, that's why I think Minima is so good in the tan because yeah. she, pick, she picks up the ball in that role very, like, obviously. That's she's very very good at you know going deep and and getting the ball in the hole and then you know Blastinius's movement is outstanding, um so the, they're sort of they've got a really good understanding there, um mm-hmm. and I think you know Miedema's vision and, and her pass selection has is, is is a quite underrated feature in the game and you know you can't really say that Miedema uh, and underrated you can't really say that much in the same <laughs> sentence. Right. But you know, right. I think that you know, I think there's quite a few features in the game that I don't, I don't think people really give her that much credit for, um, and I think her pass selection is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. So when Blackstenius is moving around up front and she's dragging defenders away, it makes it so much easier for me to make the, the player in, um, and like, like you say that they have um, combined and they've made a, a really really neat co- uh, combination between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And wasn't this um, Miedema's 100th goal contribution involvement? For, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For um, for Arsenal as well. So there was a few yeah. records on Sunday. So you had yeah. Vivian Miedema's 100th goal involvement, uh, Beth Mead's 50th goal. Oh, um, yeah, okay. And then Jordan Nobbs came on. I know she came on really, really late, but mm-hmm. it was her 250th um, Arsenal appearance. So you know they had a few, a few um, milestones on on Sunday, yeah. but. Of course, that made him a you know hundredth goal involvement, first woman to do it in the WSL. Yeah, and I think that think that says a lot. Yeah, that says it all. I mean, you know, you say is one hundred goal involvement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's what you have to say. Uh, and so where there's you know, and as long as she stays at Arsenal or stays in the WSL, there's going to be money, many more to come. Particularly, if absolutely. She, you know, if she stays in a comfortable ten role, um, you know, for her. Birmingham City was just was not in this match in the first half. I mean, it was the, yeah. the first half was completely dominated. Uh, but the thing of it is, you know, keep my thing at harp on about Arsenal is this: is that is is, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again: you don't know where the shots are going to come from from Arsenal. Yeah, if you look at the shot chart of who was taking shots, you almost, aside from the goalkeeper, almost everyone shot the ball somewhere at some point. I mean, you had Kim Little. I mean, you just run the list of who took shots in the first half alone. Little, Minima, Mead, Weinrother, Raffaele, McKay, Mead again, Weinrother, Blackstanius, Miedema, Miedema gets the goal, and then Blackstanius again. And yeah. then Caitlin Ford gets, you know, gets a shot in later in the match. And um, 
you know, and so it's like everybody, you know, everybody involved, you know, and so forth. And that's just the scary thing about Arsenal. And the other scary thing is their bench. Is yeah. the bench of like the people that just are on the, you know, that can be run, run in there, um, you know, at the, you know, at any given moment as needed. Um, you know, I know that, you know, Arsenal mates made what looks like all five subs, you know, bringing Caitlin Ford in the 60th minute. Iwabuchi in the 72nd minute, Tobin Heath in the 72nd, along with Frida Manum. Um, and then, you know, Caitlin Ford, um, no, Jordan Nobbs, I'm sorry, later uh, that came after the fourth goal. But I yeah. mean, it's just, you know, that's just like crazy stuff. <laughs> that's yeah. some crazy stuff. Um, so, um, and then Arsenal jumps on the front foot, you know, immediately when the second half starts, too. I mean, they just dominated the game. The stats tell you that you can play almost this. If you just looked at the stats, you would have probably guessed the scoreline would have been 4 0 instead of 4 2, um, given the amount of possession that, that Arsenal had. They had 74% possession, percent possession for the match, had 677 passes total, uh, 19 shots on goal. I mean, 19 shots, five on goal. Um, you know, I mean, just I mean, the, the domination from a statistical standpoint. Arsenal came out strong in the, the even the second half as well. Beth Mead eventually gets that goal um, in the seventy-first minute to make it three-nil. Um, so at three-nil, did, did I guess it, they uh, they just I guess they clicked off at that point and just yeah, said think, the game is I dusted. Think, We're yeah, up yeah. by three. There's twenty minutes left, give or take a minute or two. Um, game set match. We're done. Um, but yeah, that... absolutely. yeah, I thought, you know, you know, I think that was the big problem. They said, you know, we've won the game and, and that's the three points, you know, secured. Um, and, and they allowed Birmingham back into the game with with a really, really silly mistake. So, yeah, I think concentration, I think character, I think that lacked a lot on Sunday. And I think, you know, Arsenal fans leaving that ground, I think obviously you're they would have left the ground really, really happy with the performance. But then you look back at those two moments and you think, mm, that isn't a really, that's not a good sign because it shows a real lack of concentration. Um, and against, again, no disrespect to Birmingham City, but um, against the bigger clubs and, and the better teams in that league, um, if you have those moments, they, they'll punish you. And not only that they'll punish you, they'll probably win the game, uh, which might cost Arsenal a title. So, that needs to be worked on between now and the end of the season, just that level of, you know, concentration. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I think it was too easy for Arsenal on, on, on Sunday. I think that was a big problem. That, you know, it was 3-0 up. Arsenal was strolling. Thought, this is far too easy. And that's why, that's exactly why, you know, they switched off. Um, I think it was a bad game for Arsenal. Um, Birmingham, because, you know... Again, Birmingham bottom of the table, and I know that they beat them at St Andrews, but Arsenal are much better and they're much better quality. Um, and I think that you know it was a bad game in terms of three, like the way it was played out, because you're three and up, Birmingham bottom of the league, and it, it it would be so easy just to get bored, um, really, and, and, and switch off. And you know, for a professional team in the WSL, that can't really be the case in any game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then, but see, that's where the league is at now because now you know. I mean, even comparing to a year ago, um, a year ago, if you were up three nil, you probably going to cruise. 
No. Um, you know, um, you know, if you were playing the near the bottom of the table sides, I mean, you were playing Aston Villa <laughs> or playing Bristol City and things like that. If you got up three nil on that, you might be well on your way to making it five or six or yeah. in a couple of cases, seven against uh, those sides last season. But now it's like you can't turn your back. You can't turn it off. Uh, and to me, this scoreline to me, yes. It, yeah. The obvious piece to take away piece for Arsenal fans is going to be, yeah, we were great for 71, 72 minutes of this match. But unfortunately the match is 90 plus yeah. and we tur- our team turned off and immediately paid for it in the end so you could take that one or two ways you could take that as well good thing you learned this lesson against birmingham because against you know your next opponent brighton it might be a different story and definitely yeah. a story with wolfsburg is wolfsburg will punish you every way possible if you click off um and so forth so there's that piece uh or it's like we we turned on we we got bored against Birmingham, um, you know, uh, that's kind of, that's worrisome as you just mentioned. Um, But for, for someone who's a neutral and looking at the league, this actually was a good result for the league because it was not a six, nothing blowout. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, yeah, they got up three nil and everyone expected that. Most everybody expected that. uh, And so forth. But um, this did not end six nil and ended, ended four, two. And for a moment it was three, two, and there was some drama. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, in the 82nd minute and then get the second goal. Yeah, it was sloppy play, but they took advantage of it. And now you got a one goal game. And yeah. now it's like, you know, I, I heard the commentators like, oh, 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 it's squeaky bum time, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, and it's like, yeah, this is where the league is at. This is good. This is good for the league because yeah. I guarantee you there are a lot of people here in the States that probably had turned this match off after Beth Mead scores and, and then all of a sudden find out like what Birmingham came back. Oh wait yeah. A minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so forth. So from a, you know, it's like a good result for Arsenal. I mean, at the end of the day, three points, that's all they needed. They're now up yep. by eight uh, and so forth. But I think the, the result was good for Lee when you saw like the bottom team again, given the top team a hard time. And that's, that that's telling you the competition is getting stronger. Uh, yep. And that's what this league Most needs and, and, and so forth. So, um, so I asked this question to Rob and now Rob is the, the, the CFC social mm-hmm. W social uh, senior editor talk about Chelsea and so forth. And I asked him the age old question. Do you want the points on the board or do you want the games in hand? So from your position, are you happier the fact that you got eight points up and the games are played well, points absolutely. are on the board? Absolutely. Or do you want to be in Chelsea's position? You got three three games in hand to to get nine. Uh no, I'd rather have you know be eight points clear um yeah. at this stage because like I mean, you have to go and win those games in hand. Um yeah. And as we're recording this on Thursday, Chelsea play later against West Ham. Mm-hmm. Now, today hasn't been a good day for Chelsea. Um, Let's talk about that. Let's talk so, about that. So, you know, I'm not, look, I'm not getting my hopes up or anything. Sorry, Rob. But, um, you know, um, if West Ham, Chelsea could be affected mentally by what's happened today. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't like to be in this situation going into play a game tonight against West Ham, knowing that what's happening at their club. Um, you know, yeah, um, I would rather have, like, uh, go back to answering the question, I would rather be in Arsenal situation right now than Chelsea's. Yeah. 
So I asked Rob in the, you know, in the show yesterday, and that was before everything that happened today. We are recording this on a Thursday, as you as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Josh. And so that's very important to note because, you know, at that time, you know, uh, one of the things, you know, the, the situation was actually vastly different yesterday than it is today. Yesterday it was, you know, the club's up for sale. Uh, mm-hmm. There are possible bidders out there. Uh, Roman Abramovich was saying that, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to donate the proceeds to, to victims of, of the Ukraine conflict, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And there were bids being weighed, maybe even really considerable ones. And I asked us, and, uh, you know, one of the thoughts I had was, you know, is this something that would affect the team um, and so forth? And, but that's a different scenario, right? And, yeah. but now the, what's dropped today is assets frozen, um, you know, uh, now they have Chelsea has a special license to operate because everything has been seized. Uh, sanctions yeah. have been put in place again against Roman Abramovich, so now it doesn't it's going to be hard to to even sell the team at this point. Uh, yeah. he could sell the team, but now the government has to run the sale. Um, yeah, you know, and and from what I saw, Josh, the Chelsea may not even be able to do contracts, be able to do signings, be able to do yep. all sorts of things. And I was like, whoa, that's massive. And that's got to affect the players. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's like, you know, my club is under sanction and it may or may not be sold and contracts can't get done. Transfers can't get done. Can't yep. even sell anything. Um, season ticket holders can come to matches, but no one it appears like they can't sell anything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's like, wow. Uh, and so forth. I can't imagine at this point in the, in the process that it not affect, you know, some players and I get their professionals and I, yeah. you know, and, and I imagine that that's what Rob would say is that they're professionals and they're going to get on with it. But when you start talking about, can I get a contract? Can I get a contract renewal? Am I going to, you know, like what's going on with that? Um, yeah. You know, it, it changes the dynamic, I'm sure. So I'm not sure yeah. I would want to be in, in, in Chelsea's position right now. But my thing is, let me ask you this, Josh. I want your, I do want your opinion because I, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this. There is such hypocrisy in this, in my opinion, yeah. to me, that I, I, I'm I'm wondering though, my question to you is do you feel like this is fair? I know you're a fan of a rival team, but from take that off for a second. You're just as watching this as a football fan, watching this. Uh, as, no, so do you feel like this is fair? No, I, I don't think it's fair. Um because I think, you know, you've got players from uh, uh, fans from all around the globe who will be looking at Ukraine, uh, events in Ukraine, horrified, mm-hmm. um, depressed, because it is a depressing situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they will not agree with Roman Abramovich or Vladimir Putin. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I think it's harsh. Um I do think it is harsh on the fan base, on the players. I think, you know, the only person that you should be punishing is Roman Abramovich. Um, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like you say, yeah. I think I, I think there's so many hypocrites, you know, that are that are out there looking at this and saying, oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And like, yeah, look, it's not nice, but, you know, I'm sure Antonio Rudiger sitting there 
isn't saying isn't you know for example i'm just pulling him out of the hat mm-hmm. yeah he's, he, was the, he was the first one i thought of yeah um, i'm sure antonio rudiger is sitting there thinking you know i'm sure he doesn't agree with what russia are doing right now so he's a human being we're all human beings and we're all mm-hmm. sitting thinking yeah it is a disgrace um what's happening to ukraine um and you know i think that you know football is so big and you know you'll know yourself you know better than but what I do about mental health, but um, I think that there'll be so many people who, like you said, you can't sell tickets, but there's so many people that go to football, you know, to clear their head um, and, you know, mm-hmm. just to chill. And I think that, you know, Chelsea fans not being allowed to go to the games, you know, if you're not a season ticket holder, well, how does that affect their mental health? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's so many poor issues and decisions with it. I think, you know, they're punishing innocent people because of Roman Abramovich. The only person that, like, um, Rob Prattley, you know, who is on this, is on the podcast, big Chelsea fan, like you said, you, you record with him. Rob Prattley doesn't, goes to Chelsea games because he likes Chelsea FC. Mm-hmm. Rob Prattley doesn't go to Chelsea games or doesn't mm-hmm. go to Chelsea mm-hmm. games because he likes yeah. Roman Abramovich. Right, you know yeah. what I mean. He likes yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, for me, I, it's 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 a really, really, it's a mess, um, and I also think it's a poor situation as well. It's a poor situation, and, and yeah, I, I agree with you that that um, the there's two things. I mean, Rob did put out a tweet earlier today where wow. he he asked the question, "Well, so are they going to sanction you know the owners of Newcastle?" Newcastle. Yeah. and Manchester City because those are yeah. situations where the owners are connected to governments that mm-hmm. have committed human rights violations mm-hmm. across the board as a matter of policy. Um, you know, and that is a very valid point, which then leads me to this, is I completely agree with him on that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. okay, so you, you got that and then you're going to do this. And I understand situations are different, but are they? Are they? I don't, you know, you you can argue that they are and you can argue that they're not. But my thing is, is that, okay, so you got to either do all or nothing. Okay, we're going to go after everyone and sanction everyone that is connected to a government that has, you know, committed human rights violations Mm -hmm. all across the board as a matter of principle and policy, um, you know, and so forth. Or you don't do it at all. Because no, it is unfair, absolutely. it is unfair to the very people that you just talked about. You know, like the poor shop worker who works in the in the team store. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, that's like, it. Okay, uh, like uh, I mean, uh, I, what do it. I have a job? Because I, I mean, I, I'm not. You know, I don't get a paycheck directly from Roman Abramovich. I get a paycheck <laughs> from that says Chelsea Football Club on it. Um, yeah. That's where my paycheck comes in every every two weeks or one week, whatever. You know, that's where that comes from, and and so. Um, you know, and, and think, you know, it goes to, you know, goes to that level. And it's like, okay, who are we, who are we hurting here? You know, who are we going after here? The other part of this is, is what I call government role. Government role is, is, you know, I get worried. It gets worrisome to me when the government decides, okay, we're just going to seize the property of an individual private citizen. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, because that to me is not the proper role of government, the proper role of government, in my opinion, of course, I'm coming from the United States. And so, you know, this is probably going to be slightly unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it is this (laughs) is the government proper government role is to protect the individual rights of people, including property. Yeah. Okay. That is that, you know, Roman Abramovich is a property owner. He is an individual private citizen. Yeah. And without due process, the government of the of UK has then seized that without due process. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's not the proper role of government. Okay. Let him sell the team. Let him, you know, if you want to want to say sanction him directly and say no we're not going to seize it but you got to sell it let him fine that's fine yeah yeah so it you know so that you know without due process and i understand you know we're, we're, people are trying to send messages they're trying to hurt putin and all this other stuff and i'm like okay but you but you got a lot of collateral and a lot of hypocrisy yeah you know and the role of government is to protect the individual rights of everyone regardless of unless they've committed a crime if you committed a crime that's proven in a court of law then yes yeah but we're going to sanction someone and they can't do what they want with their property with no due process you know yeah absolutely uh, and so forth. And so in the ramifications of that are, you know, for someone of his position are, you know, pretty significant. So you got to either have, a, but then go to the hypocrisy of it all. It's like, you're going to do that. Then you better then go ahead and do this other thing over here because, yeah. it, because now you're the arbitrariness of it all. It's like, you know, what standard are you using? You yeah. know, what standard are you using now? Whose standard are you using, you know, on, on what grounds? Because, you can then argue the same applies, but since these people are are these people in the Middle East are doing this human rights violation stuff with other people in the Middle East or people from you know East Asia migrant workers, uh, mm-hmm. you know from some other from another country somewhere else, well that apparently is okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. You know, I, I don't want to go completely on the soapbox around the Middle East, and I have nothing against necessarily the Middle East. I have something against violation of human rights. Yeah. I have something against the violation of individual rights. You yeah. Know? So, um, and so forth. So you got to, if you're going to do this, you got to do it all. You're going to do it across the board, and they're not going to do that. And no, absolutely. They're not going to do it. I agree. It's not no, absolutely happen. they're not. Um, so, and there's got to be a due process. And and that's you know, that that's that's all I got to say about that. People may disagree with me about that. You know, be, you know, you know, it's like yeah, Roman Abramovich is connected to you know Vladimir Putin, da 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 da. But at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. he is an individual private citizen. He's a business person. Yep. And yeah, he's buddy buddy with with Putin. Fine. He may or may not be right now today. Yeah. But again, you you violated his individual rights. You violated his individual property rights because you've yep. taken it, you seized it, and now he can't do anything with it without due process. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, yeah. enough of that. I wanted to get your yep. opinion on that. And this happened today, Oz. We're recording this, and I'm like, 
you know, and I, I feel bad for the Chelsea fans. I've seen them online and I've seen them on other shows and, mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm like, well, it's probably not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, the club is still being able to operate, you know, games are still yeah. being played, um, you know, things like that. But, you know, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of concern and, and, and so forth. So, um there's there's a big thing so let's wrap this sucker up so real quick next two games big ones brighton yeah and then followed by the first leg of the champions league with volsberg so Mm -hmm. your thoughts going into these two two matches um first of all brighton you know it's always a tough game yeah again another even sunday kickoff hallelujah um brilliant um you, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 it's, a, it's going to be a tough game. Brighton always is a tough game, um, but Arsenal always seem out of all the teams that you know, Brighton don't seem to really have it on against. It's Arsenal, um, and I know it, that isn't going to probably take place this weekend. But yeah, I expect a really tough game for Arsenal. Um, it's it it, it will be difficult. They'll be tight. They'll be compact. Um, as always, and they'll play in the counter attack. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I think you know if Arsenal play like they, ha- like, they, like they have been playing, um, especially going forward, that yeah they should get the three points. As for Wolfsburg, Champions League game first leg, tough it's, uh, again, re- again really really tough. Um, but I always like the away leg being the first leg. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that this isn't. I know that you know the. The first leg is at the Emirates um, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal need, for me, Arsenal need to take, you know, the lead to Germany. Um, mm-hmm. I think it. I think it's, it'll be a really, really difficult game. Wolfsburg are, are a top team. They've got quality players all over the pitch. Um, but yeah, we, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I, I, the Wolfsburg game, I'm not too sure yet. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll see how Sunday goes first. Mm, okay because i mean i imagine that, that i mean arsenal definitely are a very deep squad we just talked about that but you know, I imagine there might be some rotation that's happening in preparation because i mean no offense to brighton but wolfsburg is the bigger opponent yeah. um and so forth to be prepared well, for. i would rather you know this is going to sound really weird i'd rather get three points on sunday than than, than worry about wolfsburg you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can see that the, oh, league, the, the league, the right. league for me is the bread and butter. And the Champions yeah. League is amazing. The Champions League is amazing, and mm-hmm. it would be brilliant to win it. But I think you know Arsenal, like we've said before in the show, Arsenal have it's been too long since Arsenal have won a trophy, really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is the best chance to to win the league in in years, obviously since the last time that they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the league would be my priority over the Champions League, and I know that's mm-hmm. going to be unpopular with people as well. Um. So yeah, Brighton for me is a bigger game than mm-hmm. a Wolfsburg game, and I I know people will say uh, he's talking nonsense, but I would rather win the league in Jonas's first season. I would obviously obviously want to win the Champions League, of course I do, but mm-hmm. we have to be realistic here. You know, Barcelona are still and that's in the, there. That's the key right there. So right. Barcelona are still in there. Barcelona for me are the best team in in, in women's football in the world. Um. So yeah, I think you know the Brighton game is 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 the big one out of the next two because I know Arsenal can't afford really to drop points in the league between now and the end of the season. 
Um, they can't afford to lose against Wolfsburg because obviously they've got the second leg in Germany, but it, it, it would just be very, very tough to turn it around. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, two big, big games coming up as always, um, and I think you know the Brighton game on Sunday, you just mm-hmm. get, just get through it, get three points, and then you can look ahead to Wolfsburg uh, next week. Yeah, and it all kind of depends on how Jonas Edeval prioritizes. Does he prioritize yeah. the league over the, the the Champions League in terms of rotation? And well, so like you forth. said but, before, the squad's big, and the squad's, the squad's big. big. You can deal with it, uh, and so forth. I mean, I I know what I would do, but you know, but the you know, I would do something. I I would, um, but I would also be thinking, yeah, but the end of the league. I gotta make sure I get points to this weekend. Yeah. I gotta get a get three this weekend, um, and so forth. And what are my, you know, if you look at the odds, the odds are much better in favor of Arsenal winning the league than they are winning the Champions League. And Arsenal really need a trophy. Yeah, absolutely. They need a absolutely. trophy. They need a piece of silverware. Uh, and frankly, to be honest with you, I think they've earned a piece of silverware, but not yet. Yeah, you, know, you got to finish the season out. You got to win a cup, uh, and, and so forth. And they're in that too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I predicted. I predicted Arsenal would win one trophy. Yeah, you did. I, I didn't say it was going to be the Champions League. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I said, yeah. you know, it's going to be. I thought it would be a cup competition. And sure yeah. enough, they're in a cup competition. They could win a trophy there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's realistic. That's realistic. The league is actually right now much more realistic, yeah. um, you know, given the road ahead. Um, so, um, yeah. But um, do you think, though, with the game being played at the Emirates, is that going to do you feel like with mm. crowd, you know, and they played at the Emirates against Chelsea to start the season. So I get it. They played at the Emirates with yeah. a crowd before. But, you know, um, but I think, yeah, think- I think I think the Emirates is for those games. I know, you know, for me, I get it because it's a big Champions League game. But mm-hmm. Wolfsburg, I think, will like the Emirates because it's a bigger pitch and they can sort of do their own thing there. Um, I think that they would struggle at Meadow Park. Um, so we'll see. All right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Look at it. No worries. Yeah, it's like I was saying. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard everything you said. <laughs> everything you said. I mean, every and, and everything you said is still on record. Um, no. Uh, but no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just kind of lost my lost my place there. Uh, uh, so yeah. So I think you know, the Emirates is is obviously a, a big big pitch. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that Wolfsburg's quality of players they will like it, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because of you know how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think that. Meadow Park. I would prefer the Champions League game to be at Meadow Park. I, I um, would agree with that. I really would agree with that because you know, it's a little tighter pitch. Wolfsburg won't like it, um, yeah. and you can sort of get more physical in there. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, like it is getting more recognition for women's football. So yeah, yeah I think I think it's I think it's a it's, it's obviously a good thing. I, I would have rather have done Emirates. Um, you know, though for another league match. You know, um, well, they're, they're doing the, the Tottenham game next week. The Tottenham game, oh yeah, that's it, a good all, idea. Also that's perfect. The Emirates, so yeah, it's like that's a double perfect. Emirates week. Yeah, yeah. It, it, as long as you have a separate away section. 
that's a North London Derby. You can't have you can't mix the fans in that one. You're gonna have a, is there an away well, section at the Emirates I, for that I, one. I don't know if there is, but I know what the, I, I'm sure there is because at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, um, the very oh, okay. very first North London Derby in the WSL, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, there was because I went to that and sat in the Arsenal end. So um, yeah, yeah. they didn't have um, a Chelsea end in the in the first match this season. No, you're you're right, but I think. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> They'll to, fix, they need to fix that, though. I'm going to that game anyway, so I, I, okay. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, DM me. Slide yeah. in my DMs let me know. I'm yeah. in the yard. <laughs> There's a Chelsea yeah. section. Yeah. I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah. Just let me know. <laughs> don't say anything else. <laughs> There's a sea of blue over there. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm wearing red, man. All right. So, yeah. So with that, we need to, we should wrap it up um, and so forth for, for this week. So we yeah. still got later on this week, um, we're going to be recording um, with uh, Kate for Manchester City t- um, later on tonight, actually. Um, so for so, and we'll wrap the shows up, but thank you so much, Josh. And no as the sun is going down where you are. Um, yep. It's getting darker. I didn't turn that light on again. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. We can still see you. We can see the reflection of the the phone you're on on your on your glasses. So yeah, yeah there's some light um and so forth so um but thank you so much josh and no and problem luck with everything and and so forth so y'all please smash the like on the video please subscribe and please share on your social media and so forth we're doing everything is word of mouth at this point everything is organic uh, listen to us on the on the podcast um if you don't want to see my receiving hairline or light reflected off at josh's glasses um <laughs> yeah. you know uh, so um because somehow lights in him don't work um yeah <laughs> uh, they don't work out it's a bad relationship relationship um so but yeah thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for watching and and so forth and look out for our new name that's coming out pretty soon as well so take care of each other out there take care of yourselves stay safe out there uh and so far i know things are weird and so forth i know you come to west for you know to get a did a break and get a get a respite and so forth and unfortunately we didn't need to jump into the whole issue with chelsea but i hope that didn't get you get you down too much on that because i, I think it does now affect you know chelsea and i i told everyone that told y'all that i would not touch it in unless it affected one of the teams and i think it does affect one of the teams now at this point so we brought that up but if you want to skip over over the, the 10 minutes of that, certainly go ahead and do so. Uh, totally understand, but just keep yourself safe out there and take care and, and uh, do what you can to take care of yourself and the people around you uh, and so forth. So take care. We'll see you later.